The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, it's an emergency episode. Lots of news dropping around the league. I was just going to come in and do some social cuts, but I was like, fuck it, let's do a whole episode. We talk COVID, CP3, I know Marty is sick. So sick. Kawhi's injury, which looks very, very bad. Some recent coaching changes, which could potentially be very exciting. A couple of NBA snubs. And then, speaking of snubs, the Joker has decided to ditch the Olympics to ride a chariot. Back in his home country of Serbia. So, breaking news there. That was the biggest news of them all, I think. (laughs) All right, Marty, do me a favor and let's drop the beat. The NBA appears to be doing everything that it possibly can to keep Chris Paul from getting a title. First, it was David Stern blocking a trade to get Chris Paul to be a Laker. Still, no idea why that happened. It was inexplicable. Still have no real news on what that was. Never been done before. Never been done since. That, is st- that still will always go down as one of the weirdest things to ever happen in the history of the league. Like- Absolutely. Then he goes to the Clippers, where Scott Foster begins his reign. Oh, and 11 in playoff games where Scott Foster starts officiating. Then a fully vaccinated CP3 who is on his way to a title. I think they are the favorites in some way, shape, or form in my mind. The Suns are, given the health issues in the Eastern Conference, the health issues with the Jazz, and the health issues with the Clippers. But no, no, folks. No, no, CP3, a fully vaccinated CP3, has to contract COVID. Has to, quote, unquote, contract COVID. Out indefinitely. I don't know who hates the league, who the league hates more, excuse me. Chris Paul or the Phoenix Suns? Because it feels <laughs> feels like this is a perfect storm where the, the Venn diagram comes together in a perfect the league hates you moment. Yeah, it was a, like, what was your first thought? Like, not Phoenix again or not CP3 again? It was not like, CP3 yeah. again, but it depends on who you are as a fan. Of course. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Remember, Amari in 07, you pointed that out. They did everything that they could to get LeBron into the second round. Yeah. And failed. I broke my door when that happened. My bedroom door. Yeah. I was like 16 or something. Here's an idea. Maybe just retest them. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they're probably thinking like false positive. I mean, the test uh, occurred on Monday, which makes me feel better. So that gives us at least like one more day of like protocol and all that. But uh, the Sun said that they're not going to update anyone until Saturday. So, but uh, uh, they're speaking to the media now. I don't expect them to say a whole lot. Shook, shook. I'm a little shook, but also that means if Chris Paul does somehow have COVID, he probably had COVID in game four. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's a 6% chance of getting COVID when you're vaccinated. What are the chances that Chris Paul is one of the lucky 6%? I'm guessing the fish levels, if we're going to put a a barometer on the fishiness, this fishiness level is very high in my opinion. (laughs) Like, like, uh, like what's the highest fishy fish? The Ooh, highest, the fishiest, fishiest of the fish. fish mackerel. It's a, it's like <laughs> mackerel level fishiness. You know, salmon is like level two below mackerel, and then like maybe tuna fish is all the way down at the bottom. This is mackerel level <laughs> fucking fishy fish, oily as fuck. All I can say is thank God that they swept the nuggets because who knows what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, the more I have like read into it and looked, I think. It's worst case scenario, he misses three games, like absolute worst case. But I'm really thinking now it's going to be one or two. And if that's what it is, I trust campaign uh, Javon Carter, Etwan Moore to go in and split. Have it, how often do you think campaign as one word campaign? Oh, pretty much every time pretty I much say same, it. Yeah, same. Yeah. I always think about like, what's a funny way to say campaign like the. 2021 campaign, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Clippers future overnight change. <laughs> Just like 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 a snap of a I can't snap very often, you know, but rut row Clippers, yeah, rut row. Yeah, big time. Is there a more cursed franchise in the NBA? I don't know. You you pull yourself out of the dregs after moving from San Diego. You have one of the most slumlordy owners in history, which is riddled in controversy for about 24 months as they try to sell the team because he was, I mean, just an overall scumbag. Like, if, it, if there's anyone worse than Dolan, that's him. So then you come out of obscurity. You've got Chris Paul. You've got CP3. You've got DeAndre Jordan. You're trying to make the play. You're trying to go far, far in the playoffs. Can't do that. Then you get this perennial talent. Kawhi Leonard, he brings on embroiled in in some level of like big news, huge alert. Kawhi signs and takes PG with them. And then there's like, oh, we're going to win the championship. Then you fail with the sideboard. And now like you're looking like you're finally humming. Kawhi news had just dropped that he was going to opt out of the final year. Let me guess. He won't be. He won't be opting out now. Probably, Probably won't now. Yeah. Opting out of his year and entering free agency. Keeping uh, keeping Paul George on the books. And then now it appears that Kawhi Leonard, knee injury, out indefinitely. The fear is ACL tear. That's what I'm hearing. Sheesh. Oh, yeah, no, it's tough. It, it really does suck. I mean, I, I like Kawhi. I, I don't love that team, but that's just, yeah, that's just brutal. Like, as it, everyone around the office coming up today, like, saying, like, oh, like, sorry, man. I'm like, hey, I'm not a Clippers fan. Like, I mean, I, this is not good for the Suns at all, but, I mean, what a shitty day to be a Clipper fan. Shitty day to be a Clipper fan. And, folks, do you trust Paul George to lead you <laughs> no. for the next 18 months? Because it's going to be a while. If, Paul, if, if Kawhi Leonard is – has indeed torn his ACL. Now you've got Paul George all next year, mm-hmm. all next playoffs too. We now will know what playoff P really looks like. Do we trust him to 
Like, is there any way they can even possibly take a game off of Utah without Kawhi? I'm, my I, initial I'm guess ask, is I'm no. At, my <laughs> initial guess is no. I'm only asking because it benefits Phoenix uh, for that series to go seven. For and, anyone who's just listening to the pod, the appalled look on my face was very high as Marty was positing <laughs> that. And it's not an unfair question. It's just, I don't see that happening. I don't either. I think everyone has to be playing like they did when Kawhi went off. Last game, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George have averaged 60 together when they've won games. Now that 30 is gone, and mostly that, it wasn't really 30-30. It was like 40-20, 35-25, and now that 35 is gone. And Paul George, is Paul George going to score 60? (laughs) In coaching news alert, we have a couple of coaching news pieces here. Cornball alert. Stan Van Gundy is now Stan Van Gandhi. And I don't mean like Mahatma. I mean more like Mm-mm. gone girl, like gone, like gone, gone out of New Orleans. And Marty, I am frankly shocked. <laughs> I am stunned by this news. 24th in the league in points allowed. 23rd in the league in defensive rating. Reports swirling that he was at odds with multiple players. And the front office personnel, I cannot believe they let such a valuable <laughs> asset go. The guy who literally murdered his team. We played the entire press conference on the pod. Just screaming into the mic, pounding into the desk like a child, saying, this is high school stuff. This is high school stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> that guy got fired. Yeah, I actually was surprised they made the move because I don't trust David Griffin to do the right thing at all. I think this is the right move by far. I mean, if you know you made a mistake, just end it. Like a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are Pelicans fans, you know, being from Louisiana. And uh, they're all like, oh, this show's like such instability. Like with Zion, Zion's had False. three head coaches. Wait, False. Devin Booker had, I, I mean, I hate that I always bring it back to the Suns. He had five head coaches in his first six seasons. And that didn't mean a damn thing no. when it came to when, when st- stability comes. You know a loser when you see him. Yeah. And that was Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, there was no, n- nothing positive <laughs> coming out of his tenure. No. The news is that Brandon Ingram, <laughs> who is like constantly in a, in a state of comatose, vegetable state when he's not <laughs> playing basketball, he was the leader of the anti-Van Gundy coup. That's how you know things were bad because Brandon Ingram was like, we're not going to take it. No. Yeah, when Brandon Egram speaks up, he's something's bothering Something him. Something <laughs> is really, really bothering him. An anonymous Western Conference assistant coach said this about Stan Van Gundy. This is my favorite thing. 61 years old, non-former player, connecting with a 20-year-old Zion, a 22-year-old Lonzo, 23-year-old Brandon Ingram wouldn't exactly be my move. Thought they'd push harder. Thought they'd push harder for Jason Kidd personally. Yeah. Take a step back. <laughs> An anonymous Western Conference assistant says he's surprised that they didn't go after Jason Kidd. Who could that anonymous <laughs> Western Conference assistant be? Jason Kidd, maybe. Could I don't be, know. Could be. I thought they'd go after me personally. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is funny. Like he's 61 years old, non-former player. He's also, I mean, okay, so Zion's 20, Lonzo's 22, Ingram's 23. So when Stan was having his best years, like in Orlando, they were like nine, ten years old. Like yeah. they don't give a fuck. Like, he he was never really elite, but when he was I mean, he went his to the finals. Best, he went to the finals when he with the Dwight Howard when he was his best. They don't remember basketball. No chance. 
And they were definitely pulling for Kobe. For There's sure. no way they were pulling for the match. No chance. The silver lining is this. Now we get to watch Stan Van Gundy be in the booth and get to say what he truly, really feels. Like what we saw in that press conference where he was slamming his fist and like filleting them and shit talking and telling them how bad they were publicly. That's what he's going to do in the booth now. This is exactly what I was talking about with Brandon Ingram. It's like when Mark Jackson does Warriors broadcast and, and yeah. he's like, yeah, no, I uh, back when I was coaching the Warriors, like I would tell Clay Thompson to take that shot every time. But somehow he just doesn't listen to me anyway. Back to you, Bob. There's just like, always that hint of awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, uh, I think that there's some internal strife here going on how many times did i tell ingram to make that fucking pass he never guards he just tells me i'm a gonna uh, it's a fucking it's a it's a wreck but but there is another piece of good news the pelicans have one chance a slim chance right now to solidify and keep zion for the long term her name yes her name is Teresa weatherspoon with Stan Van Gundy no longer tossing his players under the bus, there is now an opening to lead the ship as we know. And Teresa Weatherspoon, who is currently an assistant in NOLA, is widely considered to be a leader in the clubhouse, but also Zion's Yoda. <laughs> he said, it's just the small things. And she's like, Z, you do this. Take your time. Be you. It's those small things that give me the confidence that I need to go out there and be me. The woman that he calls Teaspoon has transformed has transformed Zion into the type of monster we see now. Of course, Zion's always been good, but mm-hmm. the things that he's doing now, she is giving him the confidence to go out there and try to do because he has said, "I am a perfectionist." But Teaspoon, Teaspoon gives me the confidence I need to try new things out. She's like that that woman that you meet, like your friend, and she's like. Shows you sushi for the first time. And you're like, raw fish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this. And you're like, damn, this spicy tuna's bomb, cuz. That's Teresa Weatherspoon. Only instead of him shooting three feet from the basket, he's now shooting deep. And baseline jumpers, turnaround fadeaways and shit. And that's because of her. That would be an all-time uh, surprise for the first female head coach to not be Becky Hammond. That would be kind of crazy. It would be a huge... I think it's like... Who's going to be the franchise to make that move? Because mm-hmm. you know that's going to be like a 30 for 30. Right. The franchise that takes the first step. Were you ready to tell me that the walls of <laughs> patriarchal society were going to break down in the city of New Orleans where there's beignets? And <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, so. This is well, well, I, I just this is such an interesting head coaching hire because if it does go south and Zion a year, two years from now is like peace. That's three generational stars in like 12 years that New Orleans has driven away. And that's just it's unacceptable. That's tough to come back from. And all three of them are going to go down as probably first ballots. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, mean, jury's out on Zion, but for sure. But AD and AD and CP3 for for sure. sure. They need to sign her to a five-year deal ASAP Rocky <laughs> because if she's head coach, I think the chatter of him leaving New York goes away fast. You want to talk about the news of players leaving on like how they're trying to say Dame's going to leave if he can't control who the head coach is? There is a much higher likelihood if Zion doesn't get what he wants now that he's going to be gone in two to three years from now. I'd agree with that. Um, let me just go on the record and say before I announce this news, we are a pro Russell Westbrook pod. We are a pro West, yeah, Russell Westbrook account. I want to go on the record firmly to say this. No Russell Westbrook slander in sight, but I would be remiss not to mention that this is the second time 
that Scott Brooks has lost his job while coaching Russell Westbrook. I don't think that has anything to do. In fact, actually, it Russell Westbrook kept Scott Brooks his job as well. I think in yeah. this particular instance, according to Woj, the Wizards and Brooks couldn't uh, Wizards and Brooks could not come to a deal because they wanted to do a short term deal. And my guess is that the short term deal was the exact length of Russell Westbrook's contract. We actually even talked about this mm. like I don't know, maybe a month ago. Yeah. And Scott Brooks was like, well, damn, there's like six coaching openings right now. Quarter of the league is open. Uh, I'm not down for a two year deal personally. Like you guys may want to coincide my deal with the Russ deal, but like I'm good. Boston's available. You don't think Orlando would hire me for a five year deal? You're fucking crazy. And as you guys may or may not know, Scotty Brooks has one of the most aggressive agents on the planet and represents some of the heavy hitters in the league, coaches and GMs, I don't think, I definitely do not think his agent was allowing him to go down like just with the Russell Westbrook ship. So I think he looked around and was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go to a worse franchise with people I have less relationships with for more money. And the agent was like, and I'll take 10% of five years instead of two. Right. And as for the Wizards job, paging Terry Stotts, paging Terry Stotts. Just a bunch of dribble handoffs around the perimeter with Russell Westbrook shooting bricks. I mean, and that becomes a really interesting job, a really interesting hire, too, because basically that the job of that next coach is to do whatever they can to get Bradley Beal to not leave, which they're going to fail. He's going to go. But. It, I don't know. It, it, uh, these are really interesting hires to me. I'm actually really excited to see what these teams do. I think it's going to be exciting because we know that there is no more loyal person except for Dame than, than Beal. I think he really wants to make it work. He's like that guy who's in a relationship with his like high school sweetheart where they were close and compatible in the beginning and they had some great years early on mm-hmm. and things have sort of devolved, but they've been in counseling. The last like eight months, things are going better, but there's been some recent hiccups kind of reverting back to how things were in the bottom of the barrel. And now he's like, I'm a loyal guy, but sheesh, <laughs> this, this has been bad for a while. So I uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. If you had to guess, who would you say they hire? Uh, I kind of like Terry Stotts. I think everyone needs to take a really long look at Kenny Atkinson. I still think it's weird that he didn't get hired last offseason. So do I. Uh, also, last night, Jacques Vaughn was leading the charge uh, with the coaches. He was the one draw. I was very surprised. I thought it would probably be D'Antoni. I kept my eye on. I was yeah. at the game last night and kept my eye on who was the one that was leading the coaches. Because basically how it works is this. Before the players even hear from the coach, the coaches have a little huddle. And they like break down and like they talk about all what they would prefer to do in that whatever situation. Mm -hmm. And then the head coach will like agree and go and communicate that to the rest of the team. The person that was at the end of the game leading the charge on what the X's and O's were was Jacques Vaughn, which to me was fucking surprising. Mm -hmm. And Nash was just like shaking his head and then get the ball to KD. Get the ball to KD. KD. Yeah, Yeah, basically like (laughs) he's not going to (laughs) miss. Not not a, a hard X's and O's, but they were they were contesting KD quick. You know, I mean, there was I really wish that had been LeBron last night that had the unbelievable game just to have it all overshadowed today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he would have been so angry. (laughs) Great point. Great point. Uh, They're also talking about Sam Cassell in in Washington. So we keep an eye on that. All of this popping. And guess what? 
the biggest news of the day might actually be that John Calipari becomes an NBA head coach. Wow. This is a longer segment for sure, but I would be remiss not to mention that I am 100% a Coach Cal stan. I am. I like Cal. I love Cal. No one, and I mean no one, prepares young men to become NBA pros faster than Cal. Nobody cares more about getting these guys to the next level. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Leave in a year. We're just going to do our thing. I'm going to prepare you to be the best pro you can be. Am I going to do it in a dirty way? Hell yeah, I am. Am I a slime ball? Hell yeah, I am. But am I the best slime ball in the coach, college coaching system? Absolutely, I am. Yeah, no, if I had a son that was going to play big-time college basketball, he's, he's, he's going to Kentucky. I think he could be an NBA coach, and I think he could turn a bunch of Kentucky, former Kentucky players into what he was hoping for them to be. Like... Malik Monk, you know, like guy. I mean, I know Malik Monk has done a lot better, but yeah. taking guys that he had a lot of high hopes for that just an NBA coach couldn't really develop him just going on and being a next developer at the head coaching level. Or even if he doesn't get a head coaching job, maybe he goes on and be, is an assistant at the NBA level for more than he's making it in the NBA at, in the college coaching level. And then like that turns into a head coaching job. Hmm. Could be could be a thing. Athletic, fast, three-pointers, worry about defense after the fact. That's Coach Cal. That's that's him. And uh, whether, he, whether he loses or wins, I think he's going to bring additional excitement, additional revenue, additional controversy, like Skip and Shannon probably on the edge of their seats to, to discuss whether Coach Cal deserves this opportunity. And that's what makes the NBA fun, I think. So, uh... The NBA must have seen all this trending news and decided, damn, we need to get all of the attention back on the league. Us. Right now. Breaking news. LaMelo Ball just named NBA Rookie of the Year. Money, 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 money. Money. That was such a whirlwind of a bet. <laughs> I tell you what. Is, is LaMelo as Rookie of the Year profitable? For the NBA, I think that it is. Now you've got rookie cards. Now you've got his little, like, what is it? Whatever it's called, a junket. He's got a little press junket, yeah. rookie of the year junket. He's going to make money. And I love LaMelo. I really, really do. He's got a chance to be special. He's a highly marketable player for the league. Kids, kids fucking love him. Kids love LaMelo. He could have the chance to be one of the most impactful players from a revenue standpoint to the league for a very, very long time. And he was great this year. No doubt. 16, six and six monster season, even coming off of the bench. Hornets were fun to watch league pass champions, in my opinion, but he missed 21 games this season. 21. You know who didn't miss any games? Ant Edwards missed not a one game. Not one. He played 72 games, averaged 19, 5, and 3 for a team that got progressively better once they made a coaching change because we know that Ryan Saunders was a fucking ass. He was a dog shit coach. He was just a, a hire because he was the son of a coach. Yeah, I mean, Ant was pretty average for the first half of the season. but Because then, Ryan Saunders was it. fucking dog shit. I get it. You can't miss 21 games. Get rookie of the year. Just like you can't miss 30 games and get MVP. That's not how it works. Otherwise, Embiid would be the MVP right now. Right? Hmm. I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) I know people will hate on this take, but you got to give Edwards that award unless 
you are a scumbag that is down bad, down billions of dollars like the NBA is like, how do we make some quick money? I know. Give the Rookie of the Year award to LaMelo Ball. <sighs> Speaking of money, whew, sheesh. Oh, my God. Someone please check on Jason Tatum. Someone please reach out to him. He's got to be having one of those days where he's underneath his blankets, like eating some Briars ice cream, cookies and cream, hot Cheetos, squirt, whatever. Watching whatever Netflix episode, like season after season. That's kind of where we're at with Jason Tatum because the first, second, and third all teams, all NBA teams came out yesterday. Our guy Tatum. More votes than any NBA player. More votes for first, second, and third team. And he did not make any of the teams. Wait, how is yes, that possible? That's what we're about to get into. Okay. <laughs> so reporters were able to vote for Jason Tatum as either a guard or a forward. Ah. But those votes don't combine. <laughs> it's like he's two people. There's a vote for him as a forward and there's a vote for him as a guard. I didn't realize that's how it worked. It that's... is fucking trash. Yeah, that's silly. So the way that it works is Tatum was eligible as a guard and as a forward but had and had more guard votes than Kyrie Irving. He had the sixth most votes as a guard, but because he had seven, he had more votes as a forward, but he was the seventh best forward. He doesn't get either fucking spot. And so Kyrie takes the guard spot in the third team and Tatum was slotted as a forward and received less votes. He received, I think, the seventh most forward votes. So now he gets iced all the way out. But he was legitimately more voted than any other player and gets not a spot. That is that is crazy. Yeah. And why is that meaningful? In in a lot of ways, normally it wouldn't mean a goddamn thing. But why do we need to check on his mental state? Chris Haynes just tweeted out that Tatum not making the all NBA team disqualifies him from earning an escalator thirty two million dollar bonus that was in his contract. Yeah. Well, it's all this the the, the, the super max that if the yeah. Uh, yeah, right. it's uh, our, our performance uh, related and stuff. Performance related yeah, bonus. Yeah, I remember when uh, uh, when Paul George was getting ready to sign his. Uh, Donovan Mitchell missed his too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. It was a, a huge thing. Like, oh, the L.A. guys are going to try to vote him. Are going to try to not vote him in so that they don't pay. So and that blah, the blah, Lakers blah. They said that about the Celtics a, as well. Yeah. But this is this is dog shit. Adam Silver needs to step in and say no, no, no. He got the most amount of votes for all NBA. He's an all NBA caliber player. We need to figure something out. He needs that money. I would appeal. If I was his agent, <laughs> I would be on the phone. This is fucking ridiculous. We need to figure something out. Yeah. They stole $32 million from Jason Tatum <laughs> on a technicality. That technicality needs to change right now. Yeah. Make it make sense. Well, I saw I saw something today, too. So uh, uh, obviously uh, uh, Booker and Donovan Mitchell didn't make it either. And uh they uh, they're the first two players to average twenty five points per game on a top two seed to not make an All NBA team since Gail Goodrich in nineteen seventy two. We're gonna get more into the All NBA snubs again. This wasn't even supposed to be an emergency episode. I've got lots more to say because Dame got snubbed as well. I have an idea for tomorrow or Friday's episode that is going to be so fun, and it has to do with what. Think about this before the next episode. So you have three teams, three All-NBA teams. Who wins in a game of five-on-five? Five? Which team wins? Ooh, we'll talk okay. about that yeah. on Friday's episode. 
That's a tease there. Tease. We've got some under-the-radar Laker news. Andre Drummond, who we last saw doing his best freeze-tag impression against the Suns, just sitting there, just sitting there in the paint, took to IG to give his opinion of where his future lies. uh, Drummond, if you remember, was promised a starting job in L.A. He told, before he got the buyout, he told the world or told his teammates on the Cavs, that's where he was, yes, Cavs, (laughs) forgot, it's been a while now, that he was going to sign a max deal with wherever he was going to go next, which we knew was big cap, big time cap. Uh, And then he ruined the chemistry of the Lakers, uh, of a team who ended up being underperforming, and he responded to a troll on IG who posted, re-sign him on the minimum. (laughs) (laughs) And Drummond responded immediately, you drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Is he drunk, or is he the only sober one when it comes to Andre Drummond? I don't know what he's going to get. I think he's going to get the minimum because he is like Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside made a lot, a lot of money, and then he got traded on an expiring to Portland. And then when the free market opened up and we got to see what his real value was, it wasn't a lot. I think he's making like less than $2 million a year. He's mm. making the min, min, veteran minimum. And that is, I, that is exactly what I think Andre Drummond will command if someone is smart. I, there may be one sucker. There always is the potential <laughs> to have a sucker. But, I mean, Hassan Whiteside can't even get burned on the Sacramento Kings and he's making $2 million a year. So I don't think I don't think the prospects for Andre Drummond, who I think is actually less athletic than Hassan <laughs> He just tries harder. Yeah, he does. He certainly tries harder. Tries harder than Hassan. Less athletic than Hassan. Uh, definitely has more injury issues than Hassan. Is worth probably even less than Hassan. Ugh. Uh, I mean, anyone who th- thinks he signs for the max is just just off their rocker. Lakers season off to a hot start. I would love it if Rob Plink assigned him to the max, though. Woo! Love that. Things you would hate to see. And finally, Jesus, Marty, what a day. Rob Perez just tweeted. I don't think we're supposed to even call out Rob Perez. Some random person on Twitter tweeted, any of you dudes got bad news? Now's the time to drop it. (laughs) On a day when two coaches were fired, a stars gets COVID, another gets a possible season ending injury. The biggest news of all comes from Sambor, Serbia. The reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, is in his hometown where he just announced he would not be playing in the Olympics this year. At the same time, a salacious photo drops of him. (laughs) (laughs) He is, what is he doing, you may ask? Is he in bed with a random wife of an NBA star? No. (laughs) Is he working out hard like... Uh, a photoshopped version of Zion Williamson at training camp? No. He is on a ni- an 1870s version of a horse and buggy in a little tank top that makes him look as flabby as ever. I repeat, the Joker is currently on a horse and buggy that looks about 17 sizes too small for him. And he has decided right now is where I know I am living my best life. I am Maybe not coming back to the NBA ever again. I'm just going to sit here in Serbia riding on this horse and buggy. God bless him. Goes from getting tossed out of a closeout game against the Suns to holding a leather harness, racing at the Hippodrome in four days. Cannot make this stuff up. (laughs) 
I mean, it's it's literally zero news. That is zero news, realistically. But I think that's funny that he's like, "Yep, right now is when I'm going to decide to tweet this." I hope his brothers are with him. Me too. I love the I love the Joker. He may be one of the most likable guys. Oh in yeah, the he's, NBA, yeah, he's awesome. Which we will also talk about tomorrow uh, or on Friday's show. Any other news that you can think of? Marty? I think we covered pretty much everything. I mean, it was a wild day. Wild day. <laughs> that is all the time that we have for the breaking news episode of this league. We call it episode forty-eight and a half. What a day. The only thing missing was a franchise expansion announcement and a Steph Curry to the Lakers trade. Please subscribe. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It makes a huge difference for us. I can't get over the Clippers. They are fucked. I'm still thinking about it. You are Clipper fans. You are fucked. (laughs) Steve Ballmer, you are fucked. Jerry West, big fucked. Anyway, we have This League Playoff merch on sale at the Barstool Store. Do not forget to follow us at, at This League and at Trista Crick on TikTok, IG, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We didn't even cover the Mavs. The fact that the Mavs are in shambles, that will be for Friday's show. Thank you for listening. Tune in Friday early, squirrely, for the next episode of This League. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Say hello to the big dog. Say goodbye to all the frogs. Keep it a hundred, keep it a hundred, keep it a thousand. There's certain people that we don't allow. No, 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 po, po. No, 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 po, po. You a slow po.
get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness. Here's the high stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. To crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC.